scary. <laughs> Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, in the new international studios known to Key in the Lake, which is a spare room in my basement. We are without a brand ambassador from Abelauer anymore. Um, Cal O'Donnell, who was a co-host of the podcast, he was an Abelauer brand ambassador, but he no longer has that title. Um, Wilson is not here today either, but I'm not by myself. We do have a more prestigious person with us now that we have the prestige manager of some things at Pernod Ricard, a familiar name, Cal O'Donnell. Prestige sales manager. There we go. Yes. yes. I can never. This get... is the first day on the job, by the way. Wow. Officially. This is like my first act as prestige You're sales manager. Coming on the Keen Light podcast and pronouncing your new role in life. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's kind of mental because two and a half years ago, mm. yeah, when I first came on the pod. I don't know. Um, I tried to black that out. <laughs> tried to avoid that memory. I tried to, like, I've tried to think about what I was thinking for my career when I first mm. got on. And it definitely wasn't this. I like that you thought I was a professional podcaster and that's what I did for a living. I mean... I mean, I do, but... I thought that until you were like, oh, I've left my charger from my laptop at home. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and you were like, I'm going to run over and see if my wife has one. <laughs> that was that was a good move. That and was... I don't think you bought one. Did you buy one? No, the wife had one the at her wife, office. The producer. The former Jim Beam person. Yeah. No so, more. So. How times have changed. I think, yeah, over COVID. I don't know if anyone, I don't know if I've ever really talked about this on the pod, but. What? Over before covid i was really looking to get into the marketing side of the business mm -hmm. and i you know i think when you look at whiskey and anyone that's working in whiskey or anyone that's interested in working in whiskey because there might be an abelow random asset position coming up at oh. some stage well hey <laughs> now obviously you'll get a shoe in for that but <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i think when you're working in whiskey or you're doing those sorts of things you if you're a true whiskey lover, if this is your absolute passion, which yeah. in the sense of yourself or, or Wilson, I think it is, right? Mm -hmm. You guys kind of stay on that educational path. Wilson's moved a little bit more into market management. But for me, I was always looking for to do a little bit more with the brands, I suppose. Right. And I thought, oh, marketing. Marketing's definitely the distance that I want to go. And so we ended up, um, my boss at the time, Andy Weir, he was so, so supportive. Um, and, you know, he's been in the... He was, yeah. you know. He's no, been I, don't, in the I, I, I smirk because he was way more, you know, accommodating than most bosses would be with so many different things with you, which... Yeah, I mean, yeah. and so... Rest in peace. And the, well, he's still alive. Still alive, but... <laughs> um, he's And I think he's, he might still be in the whiskey industry at some stage. But yeah, he was so, 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 so nice to me over the whole course of my career. But... Um, especially with the, the the sort of the next steps. And he was really kind of helping guide me and say, look, what is it you want to do? Like, mm. what is it you're looking for? Um, and then I looked at the, the, the market stuff. I looked at becoming an assistant brand manager. And once I started to really delve into that sort of stuff, I was like, oh, this, this sounds really fun. Mm. And then when COVID struck, and one of the things that he was very lenient with me was he let me go away. Remember, I was in the DR for That's three months. That's one thing that, I was referencing. Yeah, that was yeah. something you were laughing about. Some of the DR working remotely from there and um, getting away from the Chicago winter, which was a stroke of genius because last winter was way worse than this one. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up applying for an assistant brand management role with a tequila brand, um, which was Abiyom. 
but the mo like I remember applying and thinking, oh, you know, this is this is a move, you know, this is gonna be decent. Um, was, and, that the, was that the New York job? Yeah. Oh, because you're gonna follow us to New York. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, I couldn't let you go alone. Right. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh yeah, this is a good move or whatever. But then the more and more I read about it, the more and more I saw the things that other ABMs were doing, the more I was like, man, I can't fucking do this. There's no way. No, like, I, I can't. You. I can't. I can't be behind a desk. I can't. I just can't. You no, know? literally. Like you're behind one right now. I'm behind one right now, but. <laughs> um, and so that that didn't pan out, and I was kind of happy of it. And then I thought, right, moving forward, sales. Like I'm going to look at sales because I want to be out and about. I want to be meeting people, because yeah. And your position was kind of contracted that way because of COVID, where you weren't getting out and about as much anymore. Yeah, and and I realized, and that was one of the big things. I was like, I realized that one of the things that keeps me focused is seeing new things and doing new things all the time, or meeting different people all the time. Um, you know doing the same old same old and and typing away and and doing zoom tastings as much as you know we've waxed lyrically about how good they are it was difficult yeah and so which is a whole another conversation well the conversation we had last week with sagamore or i did about what is the place now for virtual and i've even where does it sit right where does it sit where's it coming into play still because there's a place there yeah it shouldn't be abandoned completely but let's yeah focus on um and so you come come october november <laughs> come october november so that's so begrudgingly i didn't mean it to come out that way you um come october november this prestige sales manager role opened up we haven't had one in in chicago for about coming on two and a half years oh really yeah okay I and so it's that. been a real gap um it was originally filled by a woman named michelle wargo who you know was incredible at mm -hmm. the job and is renowned for being very, very good at the job. So she was someone that I definitely reached out to. But that came up in November and I thought, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going for it. Spoke to Andy. He was he was still at Aberdeen at the time. And he was like, right, man, go for it. Um, he coached me through the interviews and stuff. And once um, they'd made the decisions that I think they were going to try and give me it, there was a little bit of issue with the fact that I am a dirty, dirty Brit. Mm -hmm. um, the English are coming. The English are coming. And... I it took a little while for the visa to all be approved and stuff and then it got approved two weeks ago um, and I gave my two weeks notice for for Abelard and here I am so yesterday was my last day with Abelard today is my first day as prestige sales manager of Illinois Illinois so essentially for anyone that's un, unaware in the booze business we call the prestige brands any brand that's sort of over so we could argue $75, $70, but mm -hmm. honestly, it's probably over $50 nowadays. Right. There's a, another term that we use at, at Pernod Ricard that's called Mastige. Um, and Mastige is basically like the brands over $45, $50 mm. that are higher end. So, you know, you could say an Aberlour 12, for example. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you could even go into some of the the, the sort of permanent editions at Star Wars, but like think of like a Glenlivet fourteen year old, mm -hmm. right? Um, Would like Redbreast twelve be a baseline yes, for that? Yeah, hundred percent. That sixty sixty five dollar range, hundred percent. That's perfect example of Mastige. So, all of those brands within Pernod's portfolio. So you're looking at Redbreast, you're looking at High End Glenlivet, you're looking at Aberlour, you're looking at Middleton, you're looking at the spots, right? Which fits in very well to this time of year being a day before well we released on st patrick's day exactly yeah we would that you get now i can manage irish whiskeys too yeah and that's been something i'm really really keen on doing because not only do i love the brands because we also get jameson mm -hmm. which you know <coughs> for me i love jameson i think it's 
not only is it you know i know everybody knows it as the shot whiskey but man, chill. like some of those <laughs> some of those whiskeys like the black barrel yeah black barrel's nice black barrel's amazing uh and jameson 18 year old yeah. you know yeah you, can, um, you want to get into the reserve stuff up there yeah. and there's you know there's still a couple of bottles of things like gold reserve kicking out kicking mm-hmm. about out there mm-hmm. that are really really good whiskeys and the brand you know the jameson brand is is iconic um so that's been cool to work with those but then also uh, a small foray into other brands uh, into other categories so tequila mm-hmm. with avion 44 avion uh, cristalino um absolute which is a vodka uh, i'm sure that a lot of people listening to this podcast have just gone um absolute has been replaced supplanted by titos <laughs> well i mean it's titos isn't it the killer right um, but Absolute Elix specifically, which is the high end, uh, Absolute comes in like a beautiful square bottle. Mm. We should have done Absolute tasting. That's what we should have done today. Instead, we're doing a coffee tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll put that. I'll mark that down for a future date to do the Absolute tasting. <laughs> let me, let me, <laughs> let me keep you in the loop. Um, should I wear my vodka sucks T-shirt? A hundred percent. I don't 100%. have. I don't have one. I don't hate on it that much. I'm not Fred Minnick. Shots fired. Um, and then. Also, uh, a really, really, really interesting one, which I'm super excited about, Delmagay. Oh, yeah. Delmagay. And, you know... Well, we can do a tasting of that. Oh, well, they've got 24 SKUs, I think, now. Right, right. So, but actually, we have a very, very interesting young woman in, in Chicago, Elisa Redondo. Mm. She's called a juez, which is judge in Spanish, and she basically is a brand ambassador in mm. the city. So, she would be incredible to get on. Hell yeah. To do a tasting. And... I mean, we've you and I have we've tasted Delmagays and and different mezcals when we're out and about. Yeah. Only because yeah, it's a super interesting category, it's, and it yeah. reminds me so much of of single malts, right? Yeah. Of of whether it's Australian or, or even pot still whiskeys. Um. So I'm I'm really really excited about that. Yeah, it's interesting. I was down in Texas a couple of weeks ago for work, and I asked because you see tequila and mezcals everywhere. Um, back bars at both restaurants, bars, and all over uh, liquor stores. And I asked, like, how does it compete with whiskey in the market? Like, it's right up there. Like, yeah. it's it's n- not 50-50, but it's getting close to that. And the other thing as well was in bars, I think that mezcal, like, has a more of a... It has this allure to people. Yeah, um, Especially yeah, definitely. in the industry. You know, the industry, it does. The industry loves mezcal. It's kind of how, like, we were with rum, like, yes. seven, eight years ago. When everyone's like, yeah, I'm a big rum connoisseur. The, I spill it with an H. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's people that still say it's next next big thing. We've been I've been hearing that for ten years working in this industry, but um, I suppose as like you know mezcal as well. And it, the th- the cool thing about it is that it's like scotch in that it has a massive mm-hmm. flavor profile. Right, because you'll see a substitute for mezcal on cocktail menus all the time. That could be a scotch cocktail or just like a a single malt cocktail. And and I. You know, honestly, I know that everybody knows me as the Scotch guy originally, but I'm super passionate about that. I love the fact that we can yeah. change things in and out. Um, and then finally, you know, getting into the last two categories, the this, the penultimate category is obviously going to be um, high-end wines, so champagne specifically. Nice. Um, Perrier Jouet is the, the flagship brand, but then there's also GH Mum there as well. Mm. Mum, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then finally, in the last category, Jefferson's. Right. Um, you know, I got I got rabbit hole as well. Uh, the Derringer, uh, which is the sherry cask rabbit hole. Um, the Cave Hill, you know, all these different, these rabbit holes. And then Jefferson's high-end stuff, so especially the ocean. Um, mm. So mm-hmm. I'm very... They misadvertised that. <sighs> falsely advertised that. I'm, ver- I'm very Because the uh, longest seafarer whiskey is right, right there. there. Right yeah. in front of us. <coughs> in, a, in a black box that says seafarer on it. Shots fired. 
Yeah, it has a lock on it and everything. Um, how are we going to drink it? Then? The koala protects it. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, man, I'm so, so happy and so grateful mm-hmm. to everybody that helped me out. You know, right. everything that's helped me out, even this podcast. You know, like <laughs> genuinely, like these are all things that went on the CVR I spoke about in the yeah, interviews. I mean, it is interesting when we talk to different people in in, in the industry. Obviously, it's become an industry podcast in a way um not intentionally just really rolled out that way because we'd wanted to talk to people that work in whiskey or whatever it may be in the spirits industry i'm those are the most interesting people right that right, we, that right. Still, like the time we had geo on for example you know <laughs> uh, it, those are the interesting pods that yeah. people that, and people react yeah, to them because yeah, they're kind yeah. of divided they're kind of divisive sometimes right people right. talk about what it's like being on this side of the bar and then what it's like being on that side, what's yeah. like in the consumer. Which we're putting one together. Um, I'm working with uh, Steve Malloy from Malloy's to do like a round table. He has a huge desk uh, at his office. Another and Steve. Another, that's the Steve I was, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> where's the other Steve? In my, we're my inundating ladies and gentlemen with Steve's um, in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I was wanting to kind of get his perspective as a buyer, especially for somebody who has three stores and then talking to us, you know, probably Wilson as well. And then maybe another rep or bartender to kind of fill in that gap of all parts of the industry. Just have a little roundtable discussion like we're known to do here and there. But it's nice when we have Chris on um, to get his perspective as an influencer, somebody who now, you know, he works with Bourbon Charity and does all these other things that are um, not directly in the industry, but right adjacent along with it, I would say. Um, But yeah, having those perspectives is something we've always wanted to do. But when we're kind of getting back to your position... We just hear so many different stories and meet so many different people and we it, it, it kind of helps us with our job in a way like it, it is like sometimes you're like oh i am doing like an hour work of listening to this person that maybe runs a bar or, or runs a portfolio that i don't run but they have a contact to this and helps sell along the way well a lot of my understanding so i'm obviously brand new or relative when when you look at the industry people that work <laughs> i am brand new still i mean i feel i mean like i'm eight years and i feel like i'm brand new you know we, you look at someone because i came like, from the marketing side i wasn't a brand ambassador the whole time yeah and the other thing as well is you look at someone like like last night was with jenna money and jenna's been in the industry here for 15 years and avoiding the podcast for 15 years i know she's been avoiding us avoiding us come come to us jenna yeah um but who will probably be a lot easier to get on now that i can be like we can do jefferson's i've got the samples let's go uh, and then we could have a big fight about seafarer all right and ocean anyway. all right i need to get my notes on that one <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I really, really appreciate it for everybody. Uh, this podcast, obviously, you know, we a lot of the things that I know about this market and a mm-hmm. lot of the things that I've learned about whiskey, especially with uh, an on-trade, off-trade city focus, mm-hmm. has been through this podcast. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, a lot of the things that I know about the industry have been through this podcast. So especially, go, like, look, going back to our days at Fountainhead mm-hmm. with Bob on, with Broy, like... Yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, we had nothing else to do. We couldn't work, so yeah. And Samu, even you know, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. On and just, and, and just a beer perspective, raining knowledge yeah. on us. So yeah. eventually, even though I'm an absolute idiot by osmosis or whatever it might have been, I've picked some stuff up. So 100%. I'm very lucky in that sense. Yeah. And then obviously, people like you know, like I said before, Andy Weir, uh, Andy's boss uh, Daniel Clark, who moved on from Perno as well. He's got his own. Alan Clark probably has a lot to contribute to that. Well, of course, the the Clarks in general, Daniel and Alan. <laughs> Um, Alan Clark uh, send us some ice cream um, is he doing ice cream now? yeah he works for haagen Oh, he's a global brand manager for haagen <laughs> literally is he still in London? Uh, yeah he's still in London he's right. killing it man right. I mean what, what do you expect? You I know? just see him posting pictures of him going running or wherever. he loves a run yeah he loves a run it's yeah. like did, did Alan Clark go running if he didn't post the picture? you know yep. um, it's like the, if the tree falls in the woods and there's no one around here it doesn't really <laughs> happen um, but so 
No, I mean, it's I'm super lucky. And if anyone out there has listened to the podcast and has and has listened to these brands, oh, and I forgot cognac Martel, oh, uh, which is massive. So if anyone's out there and listening to these brands, um, you know, give me a shout. Even if you're wanting to do something like Chivas Regal 18 or Royal oh. Salute, you know, the the higher ends of the blended Scotch portfolio, uh, I'd love that stuff as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm super happy and. For anyone listening, you know, if, if you're in the city of Chicago and you want to grab a drink and catch up, mm-hmm. uh, then let's do... I actually saw one of our favorite listeners, uh, Craig. Oh, yeah? Um, at the bowling, at the diversity bowl. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, man, how are you doing? He was like, yeah, everything's going. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get a new job. And nice. he was like, oh, we got to get a drink. So, uh, yeah, very happy. Craig won the, the large box giveaway we did. did. Yeah, that turned out to be a lot more than... I brought the box and was like... I'm, <laughs> holding out like three feet two truck. feet and he's like dude i didn't know like i'm like yeah it's kind of evolved a little bit our friends are good to us it grows legs no i'm happy to happy for you um i'm happy for wilson moving on uh with castle and key which that's, that's been a long time coming as he yeah. uh really pointed out very poignantly and just ceremoniously on a podcast a few months ago you can go back and listen to that um i still just work for star ward i haven't really moved on <laughs> um i mean <laughs> The the one of the things I was going to say about Wilson especially was that you know he'd worked so closely with Castle and Key for yeah, ages. Yeah. It People was like a really natural. Yeah. Um. You know, I think he'd done some consultancy stuff. Yeah. He basically uh, was like moonlighting for them. Yeah. Um, back when our Coval days, it's all that yeah, yeah. all started. So, it was a perfect fit. I even I just posted yesterday. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Actually. Yeah. Four years or something. Yeah, because I, I don't know if people probably know that people probably got introduced to Castle and Key through the movie Next or Next Neat. Um, which Callum saw me cry one time watching that movie. <laughs> very, that, very that, drunkenly. That was so funny because I remember um, when I left and I, I came the next time I saw you, I said, here, should we finish neat? And you were like, we started neat. <laughs> that was one of those drunk COVID nights that, uh, oh, that was a big one. That it, was a big, yeah. One. I don't know what we were, why we I, were it so, was the, um, was that what we did? Uh, um, uh, with Adam Spiegel, yeah. We, so we, yeah. we started with Adam, and then we got a bunch of um, we got a bunch of beers in from the the brewery that shall not be named. It used to do fantastic burgers and fries, and they oh, and dry hop, dry hop. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, we got be, un- be unnamed. I sorry, I thought you said. But we got the what do you call the beers that they do there? The cans, the crowlers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think growler. Yeah. Well, it's a crowler because they're right. putting cans. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two yeah, so crowler, beers. big, yeah. big, and we got like a bunch of those. And we sat down on the couch and I think that was one of those nights when Brittany was like, what the hell is wrong with you two? Yeah. yeah. And even, even the Husky, <laughs> Remy Lou was like, you guys are judging idiots. us, <laughs> judging us indeed. No. Um, but yeah, people came familiar with Castle and Keith through that movie, um, through that documentary, which was very touching and amazing perspective for the industry about a distillery starting and then going into the Buffalo Trace stuff uh, and telling that whole story along as well. But after that movie, because I had the guys, somebody who had helped film it came to Koval mm-hmm. and they told me about it, like what they were doing, what they've been doing and what they're kind of doing next. So I checked it out and had following the progression of this movie the entire time through Instagram and just uh, I think through their website. And I always put it in our newsletter. Um, I did our internal newsletter and would like make these like in, these jokes that the owners didn't like a lot of times. And then, but I'd always be like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is or Neat's coming quickly. He's coming, coming real soon. But I like, never knew it was coming. But like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and finally, it did come. And I remember watching the documentary right away when it came out that day on iTunes. And Wilson, I turned Wilson on to it and a few other coworkers, and he 
he messaged the owners of Castle and Key after that and just reached out like through their uh, info <laughs> email address. And Talk then, about a go-getter. Yeah. And then he just, just to say like, hey, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. The story is amazing. If you ever come to Chicago, let me know. And they've responded back. And that that conversation started four years ago when their bourbon was just laid down. And now, literally this it week, is. they are releasing the bourbon. And, they, and he's doing it. And he's the one that's delivering it out to the Midwest. That's, so, I mean, that's a great, that's, that's a success story. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat, man. Pun intended. Excuse the pun. Um, I just still sell Australian whiskey. Well, you say still, but obviously there's been some some movement on that. If you want part. to buy a barrel, let me know. Oh, well, that's, yeah, you don't even sell Starward normally anymore. It's just battles. Uh, I just sell it by the barrel. We got, we got a nice wee selection here, though. Yeah, like the uh, Unexpeded, which I'm not sure if you've had that yet, have you? No, I'm not, no. It's the green label down there. Yeah, yeah, I did That's see the that. one that's barrel-aged in Lagavulin cast for a year. Well, it is early, but we could start. When in Rome. Um, I thought we were going to drink Irish whiskey today. Well, that, it, is, we, it is March 16th, and this past Saturday, we enjoyed ourselves, as the rest of the city of Chicago did, as we're back, um, getting back to normal. And with uh, the first year of celebrating St. Patrick's Day, which you don't, if you don't know, Chicago is a giant, giant participator in uh, making sure that the city goes green. And that, quite literally. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> and we, we dye our river. It's a huge festivity. Um, bars open super early on Saturday morning before St. Patrick's Day, or if it happens to fall on St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's out and about. Pretty jolly and festive um, by 9 a.m. I was on the train to head down to a little bar crawl with uh, Callum's co-workers and some other friends from Pernod Ricard. And about, yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything in there. Um, I don't know if I have cups down here, but um, we will find some. There's got to be some somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it, I was at about 9.30 on the red line and there was already a couple girls holding on to each other. Making oh my sh- God, make, I remember you telling me making that. Making sure I... that they were uh, staying up and um, not falling asleep on the train from a little too many bevies in the early a.m. hours. <laughs> well, well in their cups. So for me, ladies and gents, anyone listening that obviously has been following this nice one, Jake just found some glassware um, or plasticware. <laughs> so the, one of the Star things... Word on it. So two years ago, when COVID first started, um, it was my first ever St. Paddy's Day here in Chicago. Everybody had said to me, Callum, St. Paddy's in Chicago is absolutely wild. Now, obviously, with COVID, people were terrified at the time. And the city was probably, I would say, compared to Saturday just past, two years ago, the city was 20%. I would say, yeah, a quarter for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, at best. Because you still went out that day, right? I went out. We yeah. had a bar crawl. Um and then the Monday after that was the day everything started to shut. Right, because that was May 14th, I believe. Yeah, because I was doing a whiskey festival in Denver on the 13th. I was mm-hmm. going to come and join you in the bar crawl. Um, but I flew in on the 14th, the morning. And just driving through the city at like 11 a.m. where usually it's much drunken behavior. Chaos. Yeah, chaos. Or just, you know, just People still are just you know having a good time and being festive. But uh, it was it was a dreary gray day already. COVID, we had no idea what was happening. Numbers were spiking all across the country. And I, there's a bar called Four Shadows over on Ashland and mm-hmm. Bel- uh, Diversity. And that bar would be packed on St. Patrick's Day. But it was maybe like, you know, half full. It was busy, but not like people falling out of it like it should be. And then drove by another bar and went by Delilah's and there was like no one outside there. And I'm like, I, this is weird. Yeah. I'm like, I, and I got home. I asked Brittany, I'm like, do you want to go out? She's like, I don't really feel like too comfortable out doing it. I'm like, neither do I. Thank God. Cause it's, I thought she went, she's a huge fan of St. Patrick's day from her Irish heritage. Um, but yeah, well, she had, she had the kit and caboodle on. She had the beautiful green jacket on. 
this weekend. Did she? Oh, yeah. It has like pleather. Yeah, it was nice. I yeah. liked it. I'm um, saving my my green attire for the real St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, or when this podcast released today. Yes. Um. So I think one of the biggest things that I noticed on uh, Saturday was that we went, we actually went out on Wednesday. We went around a bunch of our accounts just speaking to people and just making sure that everybody had everything they needed Mm -hmm. Uh, you know obviously Jameson does a massive amount of volume on St. Paddy's Day as I'm sure everyone can understand Uh, but we stopped by a specific spot in River North called the Treehouse if anyone knows it um, it's it's on Kinsey it's not really somewhere that our listeners would probably go. Oh, yeah, it's a newer spot too, right? Uh, I mean, it's not... I don't know how new it is, but no, it's, it's beside Mo's Cantina. It's pretty new. Right. That, so It used to be the old uh, barley corn, I think. So it's a massive spot. Yeah. And we went in and the, the bar uh, manager there, Nick... Um, when did you go there? We went there on Wednesday. I didn't go. Oh, out, Wednesday. I didn't go out, out, but I was, you know, I was just checking up on everything and we were, we were dropping some Jameson stuff off. And we were chatting to him and Nick said that we were like, also, oh, what are you think of our Saturday? And he's told us that without anyone buying a drink, so no one had bought a drink, they'd sold 2,400 tickets for the day. How much was a ticket? So they started off the tickets at $15. Yeah. And as they saw that people were buying them, Best. You know, it was like shite off a shovel. Yeah. Uh, they put them up to 25 and then before eventually, you know. That was just to get into the building. Just to get in the door, yeah. before eventually they 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 finally arrived at seventy dollars a ticket, and people were still buying them. Jeez, so that doesn't even include a shot. <laughs> I, that literally not it includes nothing. That gets you nothing. That just gets your foot in the door. So not even a green Bud Light. That was when I started to be like, okay, this is different. Oh, okay, so yeah, you, you haven't experienced this I, yet. And I was like, and in my head, I was like, okay, this is this is okay. I get this, this is getting kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Then on the Saturday morning. <laughs> I was up at about eight-ish and I had a green jacket that I was putting on, a green suit jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, you know, whatever. My Uber was a 17-minute wait. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, that usually Ubers arrive where I live at, at between three and five minutes, like even on the even on the busiest days. Especially so on like, Saturday morning at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Like, ah, exactly, at eight o'clock. Like, I'm like thinking yeah. shit. Then on my way down the street, we stopped. Uh, I asked the guy to stop quickly at Cleo's because it's on Chicago and I'm like always there for soccer games with Andres. Like mm-hmm. We go in there a lot. Um, and I stopped because there was a massive line. And I was just like, hey, like what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And, and they were like, oh, it's Paddy's. Like, there was literally a line out the door at Cleo's at half past eight in the morning, quarter to nine in the morning. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, we get downtown, more or less. I get close-ish to the Trump, which is where we started. Um, and the, every single bar that I passed within a mile of the Trump, within a mile of River North, had a had a queue, had a line. Oh, yeah. Treehouse already had a snake. They were snaking people out the door, and oh, I was yeah. like, this is chaos. I got into the Trump. There wasn't a single table free in the rebar. The, the 16th floor, the 16 bar up the stairs, was completely mobbed, and I was like, okay, this is 9 o'clock in the morning. This is going to be absolutely wild. Yeah. And it was, you know, and... Honestly, there was a part of me that was looking at Chicago. Like when we were standing on the 16th floor, they started to die the river. Mm-hmm. You look over at London House, there's not a space on the balcony. <laughs> you look down at the street level. It's like, 
it's like it's it's like it's Times Square in New York. Oh, and it's you know? also twenty degrees Fahrenheit too. And everybody's yeah. out, everybody's having a good time. There's just a sea of green everywhere. It was it was brilliant. Man. Yeah, it's I fun. loved seeing it. It was it was fun too because it wasn't as chaotic as years past. Um, because usually it's hit or miss on St. Patrick's Day here with a temperature, and it was missed this year. It was not that warm, but it was sunny, so it was fine. Yeah, I thought the weather was perfect. But it like, it's, it's, it, it kept cold. But it, it kept like nice. the a little bit of like the the tourism slash suburb kind of chaos that comes with it, which is a whole mm-hmm. different mentality versus the white girl wasted chaos. Uh, like Wrigleyville is still a mess. Um, we, we oh, Wrigleyville, I didn't even bother. Oh yeah, we walk, I just we just uh, took the train. You could just walk when you walk past Clark, you can just see up the street and yeah, yeah. That's I've only enough. I've only done Wrigleyville once on St. Patrick's Day, and I I did it well. And I was twenty six, twenty seven, and I don't need to repeat that again. <laughs> at the end of that night, I was I lived in uh, Wicker Park at the time, Bucktown, which is um, for anybody who doesn't know, Wrigley Field is about about. About a mile, if if that, uh, from the lake, and then Wicker Park is about three miles due west of Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a cab at that night. There's no Uber yet, and this this is how long ago it was. And <laughs> so I finally get a cab, and these two girls just jump in. I call, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And like yelling, but you know, because I'm a white male, I can't fight back. Um, <laughs> so I, I get out. I'm like, "I'm just gonna walk home the three miles." Start walking, and at some point... That's like an hour walk. Yeah, I'm like coming out of like you know my drunken haze, and I start hearing waves crashing. I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. I've walked in the whole opposite direction of where I need to go, and I've ended up towards the lake. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and that's, how, that's how you know you're smashed, when you lose your sense of direction. Yeah, yeah, especially like that. And um, But so then I finally got a cab and got home, and I remember next morning my roommate thought i had like cut myself because i was apparently eating like tostitos chips and ketchup because that made sense at that oh, time so you were covered in blood that's covered in ketchup, ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um fun times but i don't need to revisit wrigleyville on st patty's day anymore but no downtown was good i mean other than like the line at fado it wasn't super crazy uh didn't feel like anywhere we walked by so we started at the trump at the rebar which was actually Pretty, I loved it. Yeah, because it was actually families in there. Well, so it wasn't like it was an absolute craziness. It was also nine thirty in the morning. I, I get the no, I get the yeah, know, yeah. I get people are like, oh, like why did you go to Trump? But we had a blast. I actually, I, I didn't go there. I was invited to go there a couple times with some family friends. Um, you know, like it's an expensive bar too. Obviously, you're in the Trump Tower, and I was like, no, I don't want to go. Like one time, I literally left my wife as she went with like our friends and their parents. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to support that. Um, and now I'm just like. You know, the world, the perspective of things has changed a little bit. Uh, I don't really give a shit about politics anymore. I would just rather have America be successful in life well, than anything. And, you know, people were there and smiling. It was a very diverse crowd. Uh, parents had their kids there hanging out, just having a drink, watching the river turn green. Well, let me just say. Um, say it, for, baby. For anyone, for anyone listening that is, you know, oh, I'd never go to the Trump. Probably, I would argue, it might be the best service in the city. Yeah, it was, yeah it was really the nice. staff are incredible. Morgan, who was who was serving our party, mm-hmm. we were a party of sixty. So it felt like every time I turned around, she was there if we needed something. Right. She was amazing. Yeah, um, the drinks were great. Yeah, that we had there was old fashions there, uh, green old fashioned. Yeah, um, which hopefully you know I'm sure if you were, if anyone follows Key in the Lake or Jake's Instagram, you'll have seen a couple of pictures of. Um, then we went up to the 16th floor and everybody was so polite to us. Oh yeah, we, and I had such a blast. There was everybody a was so, so competing nice. brand doing a party on the 16th floor, and there was no reservation whatsoever about and, having having us come up there. Yeah, we were. I had such a nice time there. So if you are, if you've never been, I the snuck 16th into the floor, photography pit. 
Uh, I mean, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, are you then, are you Patrick? I am Patrick. <laughs> and and the second, you know, the rebar, which is the second floor. Not only did they have an incredible liquor selection, not only is it a beautiful bar, the view yeah. of the river, yeah. but the staff were amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, my wife and I, usually what we do with friends on St. Patrick's Day, it's kind of a tradition that we get a trolley and we meet at someone's apartment at like 9 a.m. Usually like it's friends, our core friends, and it's like friends of friends, friends of friends, friends, mm-hmm. and about 50 people on a trolley. And it, cause there's always like a few people like, mm, there's the wild cards. Watch out for them today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's always been fun. And we just drive around the city and get blasted on a trolley and stop at a couple of bars uh, that will allow us to be in. It's a, it's a fun way to experience it. But now like in your mid thirties, oh, like sitting at a proper bar like that and hanging out, watching the river actually turn green cool, yeah. versus like coming by at like 1 p.m. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm like eight green minutes river. in. <laughs> like, cool. Um, and downing way too much whiskey at an early morning. Also, the, the Rubens at the trolley. Oh, yeah. I, had a, oh I only have one God. little of them, but it was tasty. I had about three Rubens in the morning, and it, they were incredible. It was interesting, though, the, the diversity of bars we went to as we progressed through the day, because uh-huh. next bar was the, the Wit Rooftop, which I haven't been there in a few years either. Also a phenomenal bar. Right. And like, they had a really cool bar. They had a, like a real DJ playing like house music at 11 a.m., and we were one of the first groups there, so it was kind of great in that sense. Um and like oh people are drinking more dancing more like i would say after that first drink people started like getting in more of like a groove to like hang out well dance we, with music we, yeah we were just we were camped out in the dance floor so yeah yeah we were boogieing that was a good time yeah so that was fun um definitely took the most photos there uh <laughs> and, it, and it's also i don't know if anyone's been there because I, that's probably not somewhere we've ever really spoken about the no rooftop the no but the way I'd never been in that part of the rooftop either. I've only been in the main bar area, so I've never been in like the atrium that's more all natural sunlight coming through. So if anyone's never been there, that there is like a kind of conservatory slash mm-hmm. atrium there that's all glass, um, and it looks out onto the sort of that main street. I, th- I think what street is that? Is that state? Yeah, uh, yeah, state. So it looks onto state. You can see the buildings all around, but then the atrium actually has like a really cool. It's like a walkway that goes around the top. So yeah. usually, if, obviously not on St. Paddy's, but usually they'll have a DJ on the walkway. So he's like uh, mm. like suspended above you. And then the bar's at the end, but it's got like a massive wall, basically a whiskey, which is, is beautiful. Right. Um, and then the light and everything is incredible in there. So that was really cool. Apart from the fact that we had thought for about a 10-minute spell that you'd lost your lenses. Yeah. Which wasn't the well, we, And we all about... 12 of us thought we lost our coach too. Yeah, so, so. They, they picked up and taken our coach somewhere that we didn't know. Didn't um, tell us where. And they weren't, and they didn't let us know, so that was a bit of a worry. And then the first person I talked to didn't really speak English, <laughs> which I was like, he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Your lenses? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's a green bag. I'm like, it's a it's a dark green backpack. I'm like, oh, that's the worst thing to say on St. Patty's Day. And he <laughs> like comes, really he came he came time. back with a a green Jameson bag, and I'm like, ah, thank you for trying, but no, <laughs> uh, no, not that one. But we found it, so that was fun. We were there for another two hours from like eleven to one, mm-hmm. and you know it was it was a good vibe. It was people were like hanging out, dancing. It was kind of weird at first, like listening to house music at before noon, o'clock. yeah, and then drinking a bunch of whiskey and all that fun stuff. But it definitely got people into a party party well, atmosphere party the vibe thing, the only thing that we maybe did wrong was that we did that and then we went to our bella or our bella right and we had this kind of we had this 
We were up in the wet and drinking well, whiskey, or Jameson Orange, taking shots of that. Don't know if you've had a shot of that. I, I didn't take a shot of it. I poured it over my... I had finished a Jameson and soda, and so then I finished... Uh, I put that into the cup at the end with over some ice, so it nice. tempered it a bit. Um, so if anyone's not tried it, the Jameson Orange is basically what it says on the tin. It's orange-flavored whiskey. Yeah. Um, if you're a big whiskey drinker, probably not up no. your street no however it's the one that we cannot keep on the shelves at the moment which i'm sure anyone listening is not surprised at that at no no um, it's a good modifier <clears throat> great modifier really actually good in old fashions and margaritas margaritas so, i see that for sure yeah which is kind like of it could take the place of orange curacao yeah exactly yeah. and and it's i mean it's very sweet right. very easy to shoot but right. it goes really really good in a cocktail like yeah you said, it's a modifier no it's, it's fun but yeah i went to arbella it was interesting because i was shocked how busy it was like i didn't expect that place to be Arbella, Arbella was to the roof. It was like, the busiest stop we were at. There was no one. Like, first of all, to get from from, <laughs> from the front door to where we were standing, this little back there was cove. there was like a one, there was like a one person wide route. Yeah, that you walked through Arbella. We wouldn't have gotten in if we didn't have a party no, reservation. No way. No. Um, it was absolutely mobbed. But I, was, I was just shocked because it's not an Irish pub. It's not really known as like a. I, I don't know, like I don't know. I was just surprised that St. Patrick's Day brought that big of a crowd. But they're also next door to Fado. And Fidel had a giant true. line, so I'm sure a lot of people are like, fuck this, I'm not paying $10 to stand outside in 25 degree weather. And like, Fidel's a great bar, but like, yeah. you know, it's just it's just a corner Irish bar. Like, you yeah, three-story corner Irish bar. You're probably, yeah, you're probably going to get as good an experience at Arbella for cocktails and whatever. If you are a Manchester United fan, or if you're not a Manchester United <laughs> fan, I should say, which many of you probably aren't, don't go to Fado on a weekend day because it is the home of Manchester Chicago fans. Even City? No, just just United. Oh, Sorry, okay. I was going to yeah. say if it's even City, are they not are they having fights every weekend. I don't know. City probably claim the globe. I would say. Where is the what? What we need to know now is after their draw midweek. Where is the Crystal Palace bar in Ooh, the city? Baby. <laughs> I met a one Crystal Palace fan at Beguile like five years ago. <laughs> He's wearing a Crystal Palace kit, and I'm like. Are you literally the only? Sh- the I only was like, I mean, I think I'm weird for being an Everton fan in Chicago or in America. And this guy's like, I was, uh, he's wearing a. Especially now. I don't know if I was wearing something that gave it away that I was a soccer fan, uh, football fan, but it, I was wearing something. And he asked me, he's like, "Oh, are you going to watch? Uh, are you going to watch games tomorrow? Because it was the first weekend of the season." I'm like, "No," and I'm like, "I was like, oh, who's your?" I'm like, "Wait, you're wearing a crystal." palace i'm like you're a palace fan he's like yeah i'm not the only one out here <laughs> i'm like yeah pretty much i would have never heard of a crystal palace fan but yeah they uh they played very admirably the other day against city which if everton wasn't screwed by var again they'd be helping out their foes across merseyside and it would be a two-point lead for city over liverpool coming into they played today right mm-hmm. and they could have with a game in hand take points they could I, be in the lead for the championship i need salah to not play today why? Because the guy that I'm playing in my head-to-head matchup in the fantasy, his captain is Salah, and if he if he doesn't play, well, you have Diaz now, so it doesn't really matter. Um, he's he's incredible player. What, what a signing! Incredible player. Yeah, and I, that that's very typical. How is of he? Liverpool. How how is he not in the Premiership before this? How has he gone under the radar? He's 25 years old. I didn't know he's that old. Well, um, that very very typical of Liverpool to just yeah pick a diamond out of the rough. I mean, like. I, I wouldn't say Jota was a diamond out of the rough, but you wouldn't think like he was the guy from Wolves to go to the t- a top four contender and then to contribute the way he has over the last uh, two years too. But sidetracked once again with um, Premier League. Um, but yeah, but Arbella was uh, more of a tamed atmosphere, which is nice because you actually talk to people. Mm-hmm. Somehow the music didn't filter into where we were. They, they did. They did put the speakers on, 
but oh, it, is that the problem? It was nice. It was like it was yeah. actually really really nice because I had a Guinness there. We did you have a Guinness? Yeah. Oh, you clever bastard. Um, Gio knew the bartender. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. So she she. Joe? Oh, no, the was a waitress. Sorry, our waitress. Oh, waitress yeah, there's a waitress walking around. He knew her, so right when we walked in, he ordered like six Guinnesses. I feel like he was there for three minutes. I know that he was there for the whole of our Arabella, right. and then we took Christina, poor soul, along to. Did she make it to offshore? She did. I actually have a picture of me and her in offshore, and then she tried to sneak out, but as I was leaving to go to the zebra lounge, which is another story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, as I was leaving, she was like. She tried to hide in the in the little uh, the car park there because okay. she was like, "I'm getting an Uber. I'm going home. Please don't hit me." And I was like, "Don't worry. I'm going to the zebra lounge. Like, not a big deal." Uh, yeah. I mean, our bell, like, it's not, but it had like a where we were standing. It had like a divey vibe to it. Yeah, I love that. I do really like good... our bell. If no, if you've listened to the pod and you've yeah. never been there, it's a great spot. Yeah. They have some phenomenal cocktails. Joe, who's running the program there, he's incredible. Great yeah. bartender, good dude. Um, and he's massive. He's like six foot six. Was he there? Yeah, he was there, but he was you know putting out fires um i'm sure there's a lot of so, them so from Arbella, then we went to the godfrey which was a change up because everyone there except for our group was starting their day because yeah the godfrey is more of a the second second floor mm-hmm. second floor uh lounge is much more of a uh a that, nicer atmosphere that's more of a s- proper etiquette etiquette bar but definitely gets rowdy at the evenings um we showed up yeah I mean, there's like there's it's like a slubbery spot like, I know the dark guy, he sold my wedding ring, me like my wedding ring, but different story. Um, well, we showed up at three o'clock there. Yeah. And most people there were starting their day. And I don't we, know if you know, did you notice that? I mean, so when I went into the Godfrey, that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to have a couple of drinks now. Because, right. Because I'd, Same. I'd been a little bit worried at the start because you just, you know, you just want to make sure everything's going to go well. Go well. Yeah. And then when we got to the Godfrey, I was like, the the big guns from my side of the company mm. started to fade away. Yes. And they were like, okay, we've seen enough. Bye, 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 yeah. bye, bye, bye. And then when they left, I was like, okay, it's time to enjoy my St. Patrick's Day. Nice. Um, And yeah, I started going for it. But I definitely noticed that. And I definitely noticed like people looking over at us and being like, wow, look at these ingrates. Like they've been eh, since whatever. in the morning. I'm like, it's St. Patrick's, baby, let's go. Hey, you know what? When you're paying when you're paying the big bills at the bars, don't worry about it. No one's going to judge you because the tip will be fine for the bartenders and they'll take care of you that way. Hey. <sighs> and there was a there was actually a really, really nice crowd there. Did you, I think that, lo- did you see the serial killer there? The serial killer? Yeah, there was a guy that was in a very nice suit sitting by himself eating like a dinner in the middle of the bar oh yeah like totally had american psycho written all over him oh jesus yeah no we we noticed him right away um look at the tasteful thickness of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so yeah that was good and then finally offshore uh, which is another which, brilliant bar which i didn't make it to offshore we decided to call it a night we need to take care of the pup this is about 5 p.m yeah so I mean, you, the pup's been alone for right. a few hours that yeah. day so um, we went to offshore. Now, if anyone's not been to offshore, it's out on Navy Pier. Yeah. Um, and it's right at the edge, and you can see newer too, right? Uh, well, I mean, it was newer. It was kind of brand new opening a couple, like a year before COVID. Yeah, I can't remember when it opened. And yeah. so, but then over COVID, obviously, no one was going out there. Yeah. Well, Navy, and even Navy still to down. this day, yeah. they still struggle to get a lot of people out there. I don't think people know about it. And well, the other thing as well is it's like it's just in that kind of weird, awkward spot where you do need to get an Uber out there. Right, and like, locals don't really go out there. No, they don't. It, it's more, it from what I've perceived, it's more of like an event space for locals. Mm-hmm. Like to do, I think there's actually a dinner there tonight for, um, um, it's a Ukrainian fundraiser through the oh, restaurant, wow. through the Illinois um, Restaurant Association. 
Um, and then so we went there, and then I'm one of the bartenders is going to Scotland. He's staying in Dunfermline. Which is the weirdest story. Like we got talking about it and he was like, oh, I don't know where I'm staying. I'm staying close to Edinburgh. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he like was like, oh, done, done, done firm line. Is he staying at Big Mike's house? He's not staying at Big Mike's house. But I, I think in a little bit of a drunken stupor, I may have offered that up. Leslie's like, who's this guy? Why is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a Calum O'Donnell. Why is this bearded, balding bartender at the front door? That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, he, he, we had a great time there. But that was when my night was like, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I should, probably shouldn't be around work people anymore. And then I ended up going to the Zebra Lounge and the rest is history. I ended up getting home at like Zebra Lounge? How did that happen? I'd never been before and someone was like, oh my God, have you been in the Zebra Lounge? And I was like, okay, a piano bar, I'm down for that. Like, that's just the perfect ending to this day. But and it was good. I don't think it ended there though. It didn't. Mm. Um, I was I was asleep pretty early, actually. Yeah, I mean, I was up late. It's usually what the uh, the professionals do in Chicago. They start <laughs> early, end about evening time, seven p.m., and then. Well, my my friend JC, she's always saying that to me. She's like, "Dude, you got to learn to day drink properly." Like, she's like, "If you'd started earlier, you would have been in your bed by eight o'clock. Yeah, you would have woken up at seven on Saturday, yep. uh, Sunday, and you would have been fresh as a daisy." I had one of those weird, like, delayed drunkenness. But when we left, I was like. Yeah, I'm like buzz for sure. I mean, I've been, I've been having like a cocktail or two at each place. Nothing, nothing much. Um, you got home and no shot, no walls shots shit. or anything. But then I was like, I got we got home, like sat on the couch for an hour, and you're like, oh, like I'm drunk, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't, I don't think I actually drink anymore. Cause I had, so we were like heartburn, but um, yeah, no, that's a good whiskey you're having right there. But um, a lot smokier than I thought it was going to be. Definitely. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun day. It was a really different way to spend spend St. Patrick's Day for us. Um, it was cool to photograph the event uh, of the, well, more of the festivities of the day. Um, yeah. But in a guy walking around with a camera, you kind of get access to places. So yeah, it was like, oh yeah, do, do this for us here. Come into our lair. Our lair. But um, yeah, it was but good no, time. it was really good. I, would, I definitely would, it would be a good way to do it again. Um, it's good to do those higher end spots, I think. Because right. if you go to the... It's a good thing to do like once or twice a year. I know, I know, I'm not, not, not taking shots at the, the Irish bars, but they're just so full. They're so packed, yeah. I they're mean, so full. You know, like one of my, you know, my local pub, AJ Hudson's, where I go watch soccer in the mornings. You go there in St. Patrick's Day just because it's a pub. It's, a, it's an English pub, but because it's a pub, people will go crazy for it and they embrace it, sure. Um, surely enough. I mean, I'm sure Guinness is probably their best pouring beer there anyway. Where, yeah, you're like, oh, it's kind of a bit of a bummer, but uh, yeah, your local spots are ran over, even even wild on the street here. Yeah, I mean, now, on I, we went there on third or yeah, last Thursday night, and it was like two ages. Uh, wild. Oh, wild, right. And it was like nine o'clock, and it was completely full. Not like not crazy, but just full, and which usually isn't. I don't think. And people were drinking Guinnesses and eating pies. Eating pies. Good to but see. No, good uh, to see local commerce back. Yeah, and, and that was probably the, the that was the best part. That of was the best part of the day, hundred percent. Yeah, the seeing the just people out having a great time. Um, I didn't. I think during the whole day, the only people I saw wearing masks were staff. Um, you know, a bunch of the places there were people still in masks, but not uh no consumers. Um, you know, if you're wearing a mask and you're out in St. Patty's Day, it's a bit of an bit oxymoron. Of a contradiction, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a contradiction. Um. But it was it was a really really good day, and I think that was the best part was just seeing everybody out having a blast. You know? mm -hmm. uh, it was good to see the city. I didn't even wear a mask on the train on the ride home. Wow! Yeah, 
yeah. ramble. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Us and everybody else. No, it was good. It was a good time. Um, definitely a unique way to spend, spend St. Patrick's Day. Um, so if you know anybody who's a prestige sales portfolio manager, um, I would say go on a bar call with them on St. Patrick's Day. It's not a bad job. No, no, it doesn't seem like it. Well, uh, tonight, or you know, tomorrow, which is St. Patty's Day, we'll probably go out and do some more fun things across the... Chicago and help out some local spots and pay them some money for some Guinness and some shots of Irish whiskey. Is is tomorrow a is tomorrow our first ever official Keena Lake St Paddy's crawl tomorrow night? Well, I might be doing that based on my emotional response to to uh, my dear Everton and yeah. my Iowa Hawkeyes playing at the exact same time. Um, one and Iowa should be fine. Yeah, no. So I don't know if you're how familiar you are with college basketball. In the brackets, but the five twelve is always an upset. And Iowa's a five playing a team that like got hot, won their conference tournament in Richmond, and would never have gotten into the tournament if they didn't win their conference tournament. They have like twelve losses, so it's a perfect perfect place setting for a five seed to go down, even though they might have the best basketball player in the country right now in Keegan Murray. <sighs> the, the, the best basketball player in the in college in the country. Yes, yes, yes. Because Kyrie Irving just had forty one and a half last night. Oh, he's 60. Uh, 41 and a half, though, as well, which is half, like, oh, and a half, incredible. And a half. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so we'll we'll see. And then uh, the Mighty Toffees are battling relegation. They are struggling. There is no motivation other than, um, I don't know. There's no motivation. I don't know. Like, Anthony Gordon and Jordan Pickford two, are the only two players it seems like they even care that they're out there. But, well, yeah, and, uh, I mean... I mean, I'm not saying they aren't people aren't trying, but it's uh, it's not going well for the the blue in Liverpool. Well, they're one. I think they're one of five teams that have never been relegated, or one of six teams that have never been relegated from the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they haven't been relegated since like the '60s, '50s. So that back when it was whatever the English yeah. first division or whatever, it, and it took them six years to get back up from then. So, and they have so many players that have a championship clause in their contract. So, yeah. oh, really? If they get relegated, they, they have can, an out. Oh my God! And those have come in the forms of Richarlson and DCL and the, um, the players. We need to stick around. So, but DC, so, DCL will will be great in the Arsenal lineup next year. Well, we'll see how Ars- Arsenal playing good football now. They've got could you imagine him at top there? Like it just fits right in. Like young culture. I mean, I hate. I don't hate Arsenal. I'm not a fan of Arsenal, but don't uh, let Andy Kaminskis hear, let you hear that. Let, let him, don't let Andy Kaminskis hear that. He'd be disgusted. No, that's big okay. gunner. Remember we we watched that. I didn't feel bad from it at all. <laughs> Tamari Gray, baby. Um, yeah. Well, so we'll see. So by uh, by four forty five tomorrow, I might already be drowning your sorrows. Yes, yes. I think I will be fine. Um, I also I watched. I obviously I'm I'm a I'm a part time Hawkeye now. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Purdue game, or Purdue as they would be known as if they were in Scotland, but it's Purdue, and I am not going to butcher. Hey. I'm not going to butcher names on behalf of Scotland when they're American. They have produced most astronauts more than any other college in America. No way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. From Indiana? Yeah. Crazy. Great engineering school. Oh. Yeah. I had no clue. Boilermakers. Um, Boiler they, I watched that game. Uh, they were, you know, the guy... That was the best I was looked the whole season. The guy that I sat next to in 50-50 on division <laughs> is... Um, Wait, you went back his, out on Sunday? <laughs> well, I, I just went for dinner. Like, and I was like, oh, I need to watch the Iowa game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was sitting next to him. His cousin is uh, Ivy, who's the pl- number twenty-three for Purdue. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, great really player. Can play. Yeah, top really ten can, player. Yeah. yeah, he'll go in the draft. So yeah. he's gonna go pro. 
Um, he had a bad game though. His shoes were slipping out. He was slipping all over the place. Yeah. He had a couple of falls. But he, they looked, they, Purdue looked really good, but then Iowa handled them. Yeah, that was, and, and I was lost to him twice this year. And it's like you say, this guy, these the two Murrays are brilliant. Um, mm, Chris is getting better, yeah. And these, the the two boys that are the sons of the coach are very, very good, right? Yeah. I mean, but they, they, they came out big. Yeah, all right. So we'll see. I think I will be fine. Um, and then also... The, we- the weird thing is if they win, they have a really good road until they get to Kansas. And Kansas isn't like the usual Kansas this year. So you're like... No, no. Like you kind of look at it like, oh wow, if they win their first game, I feel more confident playing better teams after that. Um, and then also like on on that same note, you mm. know, I watched Iowa women versus Indiana oh. women in the Big Ten Championship. Caitlin Clark, well, that is the real deal. Yeah, probably the most exciting player in college basketball. A hundred percent. She's so this is this is the funny thing. Apparently, I was listening to the commentary at the Purdue game. Uh, apparently, she's the best shooter at the college. Yeah. So you know. I, like she's out shooting these guys at practice and these are guys that obviously she is like six foot nine she has steph curry range legit steph curry unbelievable yeah yeah. unbelievable so good for her yeah so i'll be watching them as well this is the first time ever i've done a bracket oh so i've got my bracket sorry i did a men's bracket and i did a women's bracket and just for shits and giggles i've got iowa winning the whole thing in the women's. why not why not (laughs) why not indeed i watched her pull up from 40 feet against uh indiana and splash it so well, we'll see. I don't know. Twenty four hours from now, we'll be go Hawks. We'll be telling a different story. Maybe oh, I'll be guys, I'll be burning my Everton kits and uh, spitting on your Hawkeye gear. Yeah, probably. Sounds maybe about... maybe that'll be our only hope. Maybe it'll be the women's team just going the distance. What if I, this is? I mean, you can turn it off right now if you've because the whiskey talk is if over. You've made it, <laughs> but uh, if Ever- Everton gets relegated. It's gonna be a sad day at Keen Lake. <laughs> we we could have a funeral procession. Uh, we probably would need to have one. Do five bars in Wrigleyville to just really cement. I probably like have to go over to Liverpool and just like have a drink in front of the stadium, pour a bottle of whiskey out, over sma- my head, smash it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's is like Derby is no more. That's soon, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's coming up. It's in three games time, two games time. So this this hopefully, weekend, there's only four games. Hopefully, you guys play your B team again and beat us four to one, like three years ago. Um, there's only there's only I think there's only four games this weekend. Oh yeah, it's yeah, because like it's their makeup week right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have three games in hand with some teams above us and below us, so that's good. I guess that's <laughs> just more games to be lit- <laughs> watch. Yeah, <get> result. <laughs> we have the the mighty Piff Castle this weekend, so. Um, or tomorrow so we'll see um but yeah uh dad thanks for listening along um and following our tales and trails of our whiskey adventure on saint patty's day while drinking some mostly jameson uh cocktails all throughout the day and if anyone is chicago based please get in touch i'd love to get a drink and talk about uh some of the new brands that we're going to be representing yeah yeah we'll have to do like a whole on tasting which we are going to be doing um stay tuned if you are chicago whiskey week is happening in may and that will be the second week of may so like may 10th is that tuesday which usually we kick things off and we will be doing a little whiskey festival with some of our brands and some other friends here in the city i don't want to give anything away that's not official yet but uh it's gonna be definitely a good time so if you are in chicago stay tuned for that um pay attention to what's gonna be happening that week all across the city for whiskey week and we'll be participating throughout uh throughout the city at many bars and restaurants and other events so 
that'll be fun. And um, World Whiskey Day, we're still working on that. We're going to do something along in a virtual tasting in-person form that we did last year at the beer cellar. So, yeah. And if you are listening to this podcast and out in the western suburbs, I will be at Glen Ellen Beer Cellar doing a sampling of our single barrel out there on Friday, 3 to 6, baby. Come by. I'll buy you a drink of beer because it's a beer bar but they, they you know. actually they do have star Wars in the back bar i was too. gonna say so we'll, have, we'll have a star Wars uh drink and dram and then you can also have a taste of their single bro they chose which is very delicious well ciao ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening all right rest in peace what cheers <laughs>